Welcome to Ron's Adventures, the podcast that highlights the lighter side of missions and international travel. With me in the studio are Ron and Karis Pierce. Now, today we're going to do something just a little bit different. I've compiled a list of 10 rules for international travel that I would love to hear your feedback, Ron and Karis, and I know our listeners would love to hear your thoughts on international travel. However, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Instead of uh, talking about what we should do for travel, we're going to talk about all of the don'ts. How does that sound? Sounds good. Perfect. You guys are our experts in travel, at least in comparison to me (laughs) and probably many of our other listeners. Okay, so the first one on our list of don'ts, don't expect a five-star stay at a two-star hotel. Exactly. Yeah? Does that sound right? Oh, yes. And the rule that I always go through is that you go a little bit higher than the two-star situation, but you don't have to stay under the five-star. So there's some happy point, (laughs) depending upon the country, (laughs) et cetera, between three and four, which is really safe. And the reason for that is food being good, as well as the beds, not having uh, bed bugs necessarily, although right. you can get them quite a few places. But that, uh, for instance, here I am in India. I'm near Darjeeling up in northern India. We're going into an area to go up a mountain right by the Himalayas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mount, Mount um, the big one there. Right. Um, Everest. <laughs> Everest. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was C- couldn't that. remember that. Mount Everest. And um, here we are going in. I'm walking down this old hotel. And it was the strangest thing because um, I went up to this little front desk and behind it, you know how they have how many stars in the hotel? Right. Well, it was actually a one star and the guy took a felt pen or something like that and put in a four star. Uh, <laughs> and so put three more stars in there. I knew there was that a problem was at that point. Warning. First warning. <laughs> Walking down the hallway, opposing me in this old hallway that I'm walking down my room was a rat coming no. f- towards me on the other side, <laughs> huge rat f- past me. I didn't make a move. Pa- I just kept walking. He no eye hit. contact. I thought he was going to another room. It was sort of like a, another person going back. So I get to my room. I open the door and I look at the bed, this huge, thick uh, um, uh, velvet almost bedspread. There was a mouse on there having babies. Come on. And therefore, <laughs> these are the situations you try to stay away from. Okay? Did you stay in that room? Yeah, we had to. No. So in the hotel from there. I got sick in the water because they were taking water and putting it in bottles and selling it in this little 7-Eleven off the side. It was from a farm, from a hose, and they were reselling it Sealing the bottles. Sealing the, resealing the bottles and selling it as good water. And I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker uh, every day. So this is why which, you got to choose. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that the bathroom that had the cockroach too? Oh, the bathroom that – oh, yes, yes. That kept falling down? Yes. Yes, yes. At nighttime, um, they had cockroaches all over the ceiling. So I learned something. And this is a little little hint I'm going to throw yes. in for free. Um, <laughs> leave the light on in the bathroom at night if there's a sewer coming up in there because the cockroaches will come up the sewer in the darkness and will go on the ceiling and the walls and everything else like that. But I learned um, to put uh, – carry with me mothballs. And put a mothball over every sewer outlet, oh and it keeps the cockroaches down so they don't come up. They don't like mothballs. Just it honestly sounds like a yeah. horror movie, like my worst nightmare, <laughs> yeah. cockroaches yeah. crawling out of the sewers. Anyway. Um, 
Can you even buy mothballs anymore? Is that oh, yeah. something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where would you buy a mothball? I, I, you don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. But they sell them around the world. Okay. And I would just take them in a Ziploc bag. It's just so you have them if you're going into some of these countries in Asia, especially. Make sure it stays zipped, though, oh, yeah. because it will smell very bad in your clothes for the rest of the time. It's like deodorant. The, uh, the they other, don't keep your mothballs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. The other thing is, regardless of what star hotel, uh, we always keep our luggage away from the bed because um, if you if there are bed bugs in that hotel, they can get into your luggage and you don't want to be bringing bed bugs home with or you. Cockroaches, or I cockroaches, which I had in my <laughs> came in, in Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand Airport Hotel. So you always zip up your luggage Zip as well your luggage. when you're not using it. But keep it as far away from the bed as possible. Exactly. Don't go in and put your luggage on your bed to unpack or anything like that. The bed Yikes. could be a danger zone for you. I feel like the, what we're taking away from this is stay at a five-star hotel. <laughs> well, no, no. And, and that's not what we're saying, but find a cleaner one. Yeah. And that's not the one and the twos necessarily. Right. But if you if you have to, you have to, but be prepared. Okay. I, I don't want to be stuck on point number one, but I just need to ask about the little mommy mouse and oh. the babies. What did, did you share the bed Changed with rooms. Okay. okay that's all I said. Rooms. Okay. No. okay. Perfect. Okay. Number two, don't get taken into custody at customs. Now, the reason I put this down was a little story on my end. My son was traveling for the first time. He was 17 years old. And he was going to El Salvador with the church. And my husband had given him a backpack, but it was his old camping backpack. So if my son wasn't already terrified enough, when he went through customs, they pulled him aside. And I don't know if you guys have been ever pulled over, but they don't do it very nicely. (laughs) And it turns out he had a camping knife in his backpack. Not a big deal, not a huge deal. But he was absolutely terrified, much to my husband and the rest of the church team's humor. They thought it was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so you don't really want to get pulled over at customs. No. And in some countries, this is a very big deal. And they're not nice at all. And they want money. Mm-hmm. And they therefore, want money. They, they, you wow. can buy your way out of trouble in most of those situations in the third world. Wow. So you have to be careful what you pack um, in your carry-ons. Batteries are dangerous, aerosols. Uh, Also, you have to be aware of um, sometimes you can't bring things back like um, a lot of people get jewelry in certain countries that's made out of coral. They think it's really pretty. It's actually illegal to bring certain things back that we think, oh, that's pretty. I'll just bring that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to be conscious of what you're bringing. Ivory. Yes. Ivory from uh, Africa. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, There's Mm -hmm. also some jades. Mm-hmm. And things yeah. like that. And also, you're not supposed to be bringing back rocks, uh, like precious jewels, that aren't in jewelry, uh, mm-hmm. not, not in gold oh. settings, because that's uh, that's a that. no-no. So you just can't find some nice stones over there at a jeweler and say, I'll right. take those with me and get them at home. No, they don't like that. Well, what about um, my kids were in Cuba recently, and um, some guy came out of the water holding a starfish, mm-hmm. a giant starfish, and, you know— gave it to them. Could they have brought that back? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You need to check. The, yeah. Whatever you want to bring back, you need to check with the airlines and your customs because right. you don't want to be caught with something that uh, you shouldn't have. I was going into one country and I had some uh, some of the wood things that they make in Vietnam, you know, the lacquerware, mm-hmm. et cetera. I forget where it was. This was a long time ago. And the guy looked at it and he says, are there bugs in here? I said, I don't know if there's <laughs> bugs in the wood. And he says, well, you can't bring in bugs. And, and I thought, well, how do I know? And I said, it's lacquer. It's all finished. And he looked at it. Then he had his hand out. Okay. On he the other side. He wanted money. He wanted money. 
And I forget, I forget, maybe it was India. And and he's holding up the box and he's had his hand out, uh, twiddling <laughs> his fingers. And I knew what it was. So I had some local currency, like 10 rupee or whatever right. like that, or whatever it was. And I gave it to him. Oh, no bugs. And then he put it down and it was fine. He, wow. it, it's just a bribe. Just, just a bribe. Go ahead. Hmm. Um, I will quickly say that they did not bring the starfish home, however, oh, because it, it really rapidly stunk up their hotel room. So they, they kept that there. Okay, number three, don't be late. Um, now, a few years back, my husband and I were traveling. We were a little paranoid about this late, uh, don't be late. And we decided to get to the um, airport several hours ahead of time, ended up sleeping in the worst possible place because we couldn't even get past the gate at this point. We were mm. so early and there was construction all around. Honestly, the worst night sleep <laughs> of my life. Mm. But what time are we talking about? You don't want to be late for the the plane, but you don't want to be seven hours early like we were. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That was no. a bad they, they, choice. <laughs> they usually only open the gates for check-in somewhere around two to three hours right, in advance. Which we realized, Okay. Yes. And therefore, uh, two is a bare minimum. Three, they're they're talking about now. It's just in Cairo, and they're saying three hour check in ahead mm-hmm. of time for international. You travel, really right? need to yeah. check with your airlines yeah. to make sure. But um, the other thing too is give yourself enough time if you have children, because going through security it takes a lot longer with kids than it does just yourself. Yeah, maybe don't travel with kids. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> also well, a possibility that's, if yeah. that's in the realm of possibility. <laughs> Okay, uh, number four, don't get attached to your luggage. Now, I was on a missions trip with a bunch of people waiting um, happily, innocently, naively for my luggage. Everyone else had their luggage. All of a sudden, there comes mine, wide open, like broken (laughs) open. I don't know. It it was just everything spilled out. And uh, needless to say, everyone on my team got to know me a little bit better than I had wanted (laughs) in that moment. So. Luggage, yeah, right? It can come, it can go. Whatever well. whatever you pack in your luggage, assume that you may not get that back. So never put your prescription medication in the luggage, your laptops. I've seen money. some. Yeah, I, yeah. I know of people Jewelry. who put money in their luggage. Yes. I would think that would be a safe place. <laughs> no. This is why I don't travel. No, no do luggage not put money. gets lost. Luggage gets broken into. Um, yeah, yeah, if you've if you've got luggage. Um, you're going to hope that it gets to the other end, but there's a good chance it might not. When when I get on a plane anywhere, I wave goodbye to my luggage to say goodbye to it. Simply you because I don't actually wave goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just as it's going down the bus, say bye bye uh-huh. because I don't I don't think uh, I'm a pessimist when it comes right. to at heart. I don't think it's going to get there because I've had so many situations where it's been lost. Yeah, uh, it's gone. It also can get broken into in some airports. Oh, they yeah. um, their security is not that great. Uh, also, we've <laughs> seen it where we were in on one trip and uh, black. Uh, roll-on luggage is very common yes. around the world. And so the yes. guy thought he had his suitcase, pulled it off, opened it up, was rifling through the suitcase to realize it wasn't his suitcase oh, and just goodness. zipped it back up and put it back on. Yeah. So they, he wow. went through everything that was in that suitcase. So, yeah. <laughs> and now I know I'm not supposed to give too many details. I always stand by where the luggage is coming out, <laughs> not at the other side of the carousel that ah, everybody can pick it out ahead of time. Tip. I was in Winnipeg and uh, a little old lady from Pasadena um, <laughs> um, took my luggage 
and uh, walked out with it before I even noticed it, brought it back the next day and realized, but I was just standing in the wrong place. So I always watch it come off so I can see it drop down and I'm right there <laughs> for it. You are right there. Yeah. Also, it's mm-hmm. always good to put some type of an identification thing on it other than just the little name tag that you have to put on for the airline because those get ripped off all the time. Yep. But some type of a ribbon or Pretty get, little bow. get yeah. or get a very weird color suitcase. You, you do see see some bright pink suitcases out there and those are hard to miss. They are hard to miss. Okay. How about, oh, really quickly, the luggage that uh, was spilled out, we had to buy duct tape and we we (laughs) duct taped that suitcase just so we could leave the airport. Um, Number five, don't show up to the airport expecting the best seating. Now, recently, my family and I went um, on a trip. It was my 13-year-old daughter's first airplane ride ever. And we decided to save a little bit of money and not pay for seating, hoping and thinking we could easily get seats next to each other. Turned out to be a huge ordeal. Uh, We did not get seats sitting next to each other. And my daughter was rather devastated. And it was a lot of convincing on the plane to get people to move. And you know what? People are not as nice as you think or hope they will be. Well, (laughs) that is, (laughs) I always expect the best out of people. I am the optimist. (laughs) And and now, usually a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to pay the extra $28 $28 or $32 to get mm-hmm. my seat chosen. Okay, don't then, but expect that there is going to be hassles at the other yeah. end and all those things. And many, many times, if you do not have a seat assigned in advance, you can get to the gate, they're oversold, and therefore you might not get on that plane. Because they will go to the people that do not have assigned seats and they will bump them, not the ones that have their seats assigned. And and so it's it's, it's personal choice, Mm -hmm. but we always assign seats. I know exactly where I'm sitting. I've got my boarding uh, uh, card with the number on it. And really, there is nothing worse than going on a 15-hour flight stuck in a middle seat at the back of the plane. Uh, It's so uncomfortable. So that extra $20 makes a huge difference. Write that down, everybody. (laughs) Middle seat, back of the plane. That's a big no-no. I wouldn't have known that. I would have happily sat up. After doing it, you will never want to do it again. Right. Okay. How about this one? And you alluded to this a little bit, but don't drink the water. Rule number one in all the trips when I take people overseas, I get on the plane and I say, this is the last ice cube you will have for two weeks. <laughs> this is the last salad that you will have. Now, if you want to have an ice cube and if you want to have a salad, go ahead. But um, will I be sick? Well, you probably and could be and right. likely will be. I didn't and even the, think of ice all, cubes. Uh, then I get, it's, it's sort of funny because people didn't, they hear me, but they don't want to hear me. So we get to a restaurant and they're serving salad. And and the people say to me, do you think it's okay here to have salad? <laughs> I don't know, but the rule still goes. Right. If you want to chance it, you probably will be okay. But if you're sick, you're really going to be sick. Right. Because water is what they wash the lettuce in, the fruit, everything like that. The ice cubes store the, yeah. the bad stuff. And therefore, we just have it out of cans or out of bottles directly, no ice washing of fruit. Well, you take fruit that's peeled or cooked or boiled, that's okay. Right. That includes brushing your teeth also. Everybody forgets and just automatically, you know, you brush your teeth, you rinse your toothbrush with the tap water. Okay. Story? Yes. Russia. 
89, uh, 91, in that period. So we were over there and you couldn't, in those days, you couldn't find bottled water if you wanted to. It was all out of the tap, but it was so dangerous to drink the water out of the tap. So they said, you better brush your teeth with something else. So we brushed our teeth with 7-Up. It's amazing how much <laughs> foam you get in your mouth when you use toothpaste and 7-Up together. It, it, I, I thought I had hoof and mouth disease. Serious. It, it was just absolutely everywhere, but you rinsed it with 7-Up. All the dentists out there are shuddering. I know, I know, I know. But we couldn't drink the water. It was just too dangerous. It was untreated. People were getting sick all over the place. And they had um, uh, lead pipes and they had everything Um, under the sun. That's why I don't. My first trip to El Salvador with my church, my first trip anywhere like that, I had um, was the first in the bathroom and I was brushing my teeth. And I turned around and my all my roommates are staring at me horrified because here I am rinsing the toothbrush <laughs> and brushing my teeth it's like a big no no. Like normal people would do. <laughs> um, okay, number seven, don't forget the cash. Now, why is cash more important? Cares. It's quite dangerous in other countries to use your credit card unless it's at a major hotel or somewhere that you you know you can trust. So uh, little cafes uh, on the street um, when you go shopping, credit card numbers get taken quite frequently. And the problem is once you're overseas and your credit card gets hacked, um, then you're stuck. So it's always good to bring your cash. U.S. cash is the easiest and best to travel with. Um, then when you're out on the street buying you know, your souvenirs, you use your cash for that, not your credit cards. That's good. Good advice. Um, Now, I remember talking to you once before, Karis, and you told me something that just blew my mind. You said that the safes at the hotel aren't even that safe, which shocked me. Yeah, and I I learned this by by trial and error. Um, So one time I forgot forgot my combination. And um, so I had all my stuff in there. This was years and years ago. And uh, so I phoned down to the front desk and I said, um, I'm really sorry about this, but do you have a way of getting into my safe? Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Send up a guy, just a bellboy, and um, he walks into my room um, and he uses a code and punches his own private code, opens right away. <laughs> I think, well, that was safe. Um, so everyone out there has these yeah, codes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, not just that, but all the employees that ever worked for that hotel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, who, wow. might, who might now be heading up crime syndicates <laughs> yeah. have got the codes to that, to that thing. So I don't trust it. I take no. everything with me of value, which is your passport, your money, your ID. You carry with it all the time. Every time you person. leave. Right. Every time I go. Okay, so number eight, uh, it definitely applies more to me, I think, than to you guys. And I have here, don't bite, don't be naive. Uh, don't go to different countries um, thinking maybe the best in people, which would I, I think I might do. Well, there is more crime on in certain areas of Canada, United States, Canada, the United States, than other areas of the world. That's you know just parts of the of North America where it's dangerous, but overseas. And a lot of areas um, in Southeast Asia, especially, or in parts of Africa, uh, you can be walking down the streets and they're just waiting to pickpocket you. And uh, you've just got to be very, very careful. One time in Vietnam, um, we were there and I knew the rules, so I was very careful. And um, I carry under my, uh, on my belt, under my shirt, you might say, so it can't be seen, 
a certain type of holder for passport, credit card, money, and everything like that. So I carry everything there. But I have a fake wallet that I carry in my back pocket. And that's the one that thieves will go for. And therefore, in it, I have a little spending cash, like $3, 4 5 $6, right. something like that, in their local currency. So we, one time, Nancy and I were walking along the street in Vietnam. I can show you the corner in Saigon. And all of a sudden, Nancy went down because a motorcycle had come up and hit her in the back of the leg and basically ran over and knocked her down. So I dropped down to get it. But this guy, who was in a black helmet, couldn't see his face, had a girl that was on the sidewalk beside us. When I bent down to take care of Nancy, she pickpocketed me, hopped on the back of the motorcycle and was gone. I felt it, but you don't, when your wife has just been knocked down by a motorcycle, right. you don't really recognize it yeah. fully. And therefore, I knew that it would happen. I looked up, here she was smiling at me and they buzzed off. Wow. But, but It was your fake wallet? It was my fake wallet. That's but some that high-end info right there. Yeah, Take a fake wallet. Yeah, because that is what is really going right. to save you. And it only costs us a few dollars, yeah. but it's what they went for. They didn't go for the other stuff. They go for the easy take. As well as the fact that if you're walking around these countries with a backpack, do not walk near the curb. Because motorcycle guys will come up, the passenger behind will grab the backpack off your shoulder as they're driving by and hold on tight and you'll fall, you ripped off your shoulder, etc. If that's all your goods in there, yeah. you're lost. Wow. And I've heard women say, well, I can hold on to my purse. Nobody can take it. I, I know. And same thing. If if somebody co- drives by and grabs onto it, you're holding on to it while you're being dragged. Yes. So uh, you have to look out for yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only time I've ever seen that is in a Mission Impossible movie or something like that. You don't expect yep. like motorcycles to grab your purse. Oh. It's a business. Yeah, right? it is. It That's happens scary. all the time. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, it's an actual personal pet peeve of mine says, don't be that guy. Now, recently traveling, uh, you know, they have those carry-on restrictions where you you measure your carry-on to make sure it's going to fit. So I faithfully measured my carry-on. I was a little worried about it. It fit. I squeezed it in there. It fit. Then I get to where I'm supposed to be flying out of, and there's this guy who has a backpack, honestly, three feet above his head. I keep waiting for someone to, you know, escort him away and and give him a talking to, at least, for having this (laughs) carry-on or make him leave the plane. Everybody around us is staring at him, elbowing each other. Look at that guy carrying this thing. You know, your carry-on restrictions are there for a reason. Am I right? Yeah. They are. The plane only holds so much luggage. Um, But the problem is nowadays that they're charging for checked suitcases. Everybody tries to squeeze everything into their carry-on, get as big of a carry-on as possible to try and save the money for doing checked luggage. So what happens is is that if it doesn't fit at the end of the ride, um, they put it underneath and they'll tag it and send it through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, that's, that's possible. But at the same time, People people should not be doing that. And if you want a nice, quiet life, take a smaller roll-on, a smaller bag to fit up there, get it in, and that's it. Yeah, common courtesy, really. Again, you might have to pay for a suitcase, okay? So that $30 or whatever it is might make your life a lot better and your holiday a lot nicer if you do it that way. 
And if it's a larger carry-on, a lot of times if they don't fit overhead, they'll make you put them under your seat. And if you have a long flight, that leg room is precious. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. And finally, number 10, don't neglect your carry-on. You guys have told me before that when you're going to travel, you should pack clothes in a carry-on? A couple of days of clothes. Right. Just in case your luggage is lost or delayed. Um, You've got um, some undies. You've got uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of shirts, um, all the necessities that you have. Uh, Pack some deodorant and other things like that, non-aerosol, but some things that you might need, soap, et cetera. Take that with you. It's an emergency supply. And you might not never, it might never need to use it, but it's there in case of delay. And if you need it, uh, because your suitcase is lost, you'll be thanking us forever <laughs> because that's the worst case scenario. In many of the countries around the world, you cannot get clothes in your size. Right. And therefore, you will be in the same clothes for three, four days. Right. That's not a nice no. thing. I had a friend who um, went to Cuba for a nice relaxing vacation. She uh, heard luggage never showed up, just like we're talking about. She did not know this advice and had nothing in her carry-on except a book and I think her bathing suit. Every day they gave her a little bit of money to go um, get a few things. Every day her luggage didn't come, but it completely ruined her vacation. Mm-hmm. She had nothing, none of the the comforts of home and it deeply impacted her. And when she got home and finally found her suitcase, the terrifying thing was half of the stuff in her suitcase was hers and yep. half of it wasn't. So yep. she to this day has no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, just someone someone else got her suitcase and they decided to use yeah. her, her stuff, obviously. Oh, yeah. So Last quick story to sum up the whole 10 points yeah. is this. Long time ago, I had a gentleman with me on a, uh, on a trip, 10 days. He did everything on this list wrong. Everything. Um, we were always late. He was um, packing too much. He's trying to do this. He's t- he, he, it was just wrong on all these 10 points. And he was a, a terrible traveler. But he got frustrated all the time. Everything was going wrong to him. And he came to me after about two or three days. And he says, Ron, why do you slip through and do these things so smoothly? And you've got all this. And I said, because I keep to the rules of travel that make my life easy. Okay. He says, okay, I'll watch you. So (laughs) he watched me. And this was, I don't know, probably about 20 years ago. He, I met him recently and he says, thank you so much. He says, I travel a lot now for my job. I'm a salesman. I've learned my lessons. And he says, that trip changed my life. (laughs) And therefore I would recommend people do it the easy way and just, just think about what you're doing. Okay. These rules aren't going to make your trip and travel perfect, but they might help relieve some stress. Uh, Well, I I have to tell you guys, this is changing my life because (laughs) what I'm taking home from this is if I enter a hotel and I see a rat walking down (laughs) on the opposite side, I am out of there. I am not staying. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, This has been another Ron's Adventures and I am Joy Kita.